Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's up? Hey Wells. Long hey. Time no see. Yeah. And, what? and I'm not like being sarcastic about that. Like it's it's been two weeks, but it's still like it feels Tuesday like days. it was yesterday, dude. <laughs> you missed me that much. We we have a guest. As we well. do. It's not oh, it's not just oh, the three oh, of us. Oh, oh, oh. I know. Bill, thanks for joining us again. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Pleasure so, being here. For the listeners who don't remember, because you were on a few years ago, tell us about your organization, what you help run, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for uh, the note the other day. We are uh, just about a couple and a half weeks out until the next Court Shoes Only beer gets released. Woohoo! I noticed you didn't bring any in with you. Kind of hard to. There has been one released. A bit early, I caught wind of. But this, uh, this is, you know, is a benefit to acing autism. I serve as regional program director for the Southeast. And, um, yeah, as you know, this started uh, as a result of not being able to have QC Brewfest yeah. uh, last year. And um, so happy the tradition is continuing and um, sharing more about it and, and hearing about your thoughts on it, too. Well, I mean, we are all super excited. We... I don't know, it's been three or four episodes ago that we talked about how it was coming back because, again, we knew we weren't going to be able to do QCPF because of COVID. And we tried, I can't say we tried all of them. I know we tried to try all of them last year, but there's a lot of them. We had several. Yes, we did. And and I want to say that it, we probably got close to double digits. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's an amazing program. I think it's an awesome cause. I can't wait for this year's releases. And I'm curious... You know, because COVID, I guess, is quote unquote over from from what we know. So if QCB mm-hmm. comes back, is this going to continue on even with QCBF going? Yes. Yes. Woo-hoo! And I'm I'm glad you asked that because I did want to make the distinction that <laughs> because of court shoes only being something that was proven successfully with 44 breweries last year participating, and then being asked maybe a couple months later, hey. What are the plans for the next one? Yeah, that's right. That, that, <laughs> right. That kind of prompted the decision making for this year. But of course, he was only serving as a vehicle for acing autism and its connection to the local beer scene. That kind of opened things up for QC Brewfest mm-hmm. and to get some attention, some fundraising, and some structure to SEBA, the Charlotte Independent Brewers Alliance. QCBF will be aligned with SEBA as a Brewers Alliance benefit. And that as you may have seen, has been announced as returning in February of Huzzah. next year. Huzzah. Uh, right. Bowl Saturday, as, as always. Well, it's nice. like all, all the festivals will be announced today, right? Right, I know. Everything, <laughs> like, everybody's coming back all of a sudden. You're like, wait, what? What's what else happening? has been announced today that I missed? Wheels for Wishes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I have been under a rock then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, May 15th. Hmm. So, not February, two months from now. Mm. Not even two months from now. Yeah, so, so some, some planning not Prepare happening. Prepare thyself. <laughs> Good. I've I've been trying to drink down my cellar, so to speak, um, trying to move in the summertime and don't want to transport all that beer one more time. Mm. So, huzzah! Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird. Big bottle shares are always an interesting, fun thing because you get to try a lot of stuff, and it's also that notion of like I want to bring to Wells's point. Here's a bunch of stuff I've been sitting on. I'd, I'd like to get it out of the cellar. I don't want to have to move it. But also, am I going to not get to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it? You know, like that's it's a weird like headspace to get in for that. Well, you know, you've got like a seven fifty milliliter 
bottle of 16%, whatever. Like there's only so many occasions that I can bring one of those out. Right. And that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or it's the, I'm not trying to solo one of those things. I'd love to drink that. However, uh, I'd like to drink this other one first. So yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to wake up in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) but no, super excited for, for QC Brewfest. Uh, it was a great time. Um, I know Josh and I went, I feel like we went right before COVID. It it really did feel like that. Yeah. Weeks before the world kind of just five weeks. Yeah. And, um, you know, it felt a little weird at the time because I, I remember talking to Josh about it on the way in, and like, you know, there's all this kind of chatter going on about this stuff, but we're all just like casually rolling into this big public space with all these people in it. And who would have thought, you know, it, here we go, it, it all shuts down. But uh, it was a really great event. Uh, I, I love the fact that I could go there and try like all the local breweries all in one place. Those that I've written off, I can try again with no stakes and. And, and not feel like I burned dollars out of my pocket when uh, <clears throat> they don't still live up to it. Uh, there's always some food options, which I think is a super smart way to go at it, too. Yeah. Um, snacks are good. Snacks are <laughs> real good. We love them snacks. Well, and, and, you know, for the listeners to the show that don't know, Jeff is literally in the middle of nowhere when it comes to having to get back into town. So that turns into a whole nother conversation of, you know, him having to get back in the town, so it makes it a lot easier for him. Now, back to Court Shoes. I know that we have expanded outside of Charlotte, so who else is joining in this year with this new release? Indeed. Uh, an exciting wrinkle. Um, we have expanded into the markets and the areas where there are other acing autism programs in North oh, Carolina. Okay. So, in Winston-Salem... Okay. We've, uh, we've gotten the Triad Brewery community uh, incorporated and involved with the initiative. And then in Durham, uh, we have a program at the uh, Durham Academy. So we're okay. in the triangle. And our most recent program to launch was in Asheville. And we've got uh, a couple breweries on board for that. It's a bit of a singles match in Asheville. And uh, hopefully, eventually, we get some more traction in other markets Clearly, there's uh, a stronger connection through years of, of QCBF uh, sure. equity, right. and um, the breweries have responded so well yeah. here in Charlotte. But you know, for this to get introduced to um, to develop it, I, I'd love to see this become an initiative that that works and brings awareness to our programming, some yep. fundraising, and um, it, it's really done an, an awesome job here in Charlotte, especially. I appreciate the fact that you know you get all the Charlotte breweries involved. And they want to be involved. You know, it, it seemed like there a couple of years back, every time you turn around, somebody else was starting up a new festival. You know, here's a new, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're going and hitting up all these breweries and wanting beer and everything. And, and like it, it, talking to some of the people out in that, that segment, like they just, I think they kind of got a little stretched thin, you know. But this is something that, you know, clearly there's a lot of interest and a lot of excitement on a lot of prides on the line for like I know you guys have like a best beer of the of the show or Yeah, you know. that that's a there is a judging competition in Charlotte. I I don't think we've reached that level of sophistication elsewhere. But the <laughs> the blueprint is the same and just to give you a bit of context, we asked a couple brewery brewers in each of those different regions to come together and co create a recipe. And okay. those, those varied widely from a West Coast IPA to uh, an English lager. Oh, well, the other is a session IPA, so staying in that, that ale category. 
But uh, these guys come together, they create a recipe, and as you know, the idea is for other brewers to interpret that any way that they wish, reflect their personality, make it fun, and that's where you get into the notion of trying all the different varieties and comparing them. And I think there's a a novel component to the competition aspect, which I I do want to touch on in a moment from uh, from last year's beer. But uh, I I think it's just a neat variety, you know. Uh, the um, you know, this is also how you're learning about the breweries. What what makes you you is kind of how you yeah make your beer, of course. Yeah. It, it has a very nice feel of that. Of course, I guess some of it's the venue, but kind of felt like a, like a trade show. If you've ever been there, like a trade show for a specific industry, and you know you, you got these breweries and they're they're just they're there and they want to talk and they want to get to know you. Uh, Wells is probably you know shaking his fist at me because that's how most brewer beer festivals are but um i don't get to go to too many so i enjoy it as you know i'm not shaking my head <laughs> as someone that doesn't get to go to a lot of them uh for me it's it's there's a good reason i'm going back you know right i, I, I had a really great time and i'm looking forward to this february yeah and as fast as the year's already going i mean it's gonna be here before we know it yeah how are we? yeah I mean, by then, Tom Brady will retire and come out of retirement <laughs> seven more times. What? Yeah. Nobody was talking about me for a couple of weeks? I'm back. I'm back. Who, who, who? No. If he's in the Super Bowl again no. this coming season. No. Aaron Donald breaks his leg in week four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bold predictions. I just I, I feel like the hubris is going to get him this year. Anywho. Cool. So in Charlotte area, we have an Imperial Stout recipe... Uh, concocted by High Branch and Divine Barrel, correct? That is correct. And so who's kind of the mastermind behind each of the other three variants? And Yeah, let's work the uh, map from left to right. We've got uh, Luke Holgate from Highwire, along with John Parks from Zillicoa. Did I see a Zillicoa beer? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it may come out of the keys are here for show two. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, they put together a session IPA recipe. Okay. And then in the triad... We have uh, Andrew Deming from Four Saints and Sam Victory from Wiseman on the West Coast IPA. And then lastly, uh, John Federal from Vicious Fishes and uh, Whit Baker from uh, Bond Brothers. What was that first brewery again? Vicious Fishes. One more time. Vicious Fishes. I, you're not going to trip me up. <laughs> Three times fast. So, uh, and they've got the, uh, the English medium lager. Which uh, we'll see some interpretations of that. I think that that'll Super, be pretty cool. That sounds a lot of fun. Yeah, I tried that on the name. I mean, like that's one of those. Like I feel like after two thousand something beers we've had on the show, I can honestly say we've never had an English medium lager. Yeah, not that I know of. At so, least so you know, color me interested. They first mentioned a uh, beer to guard as the thought process of of what they had created as the base beer, but um, they moved on to something that maybe had a little bit more. Variability to it, perhaps. But, um, yeah, uh, we've got maybe a half dozen or so in the triad and triangle. And then, um, you know, we'll see see who develops outside of the guys uh, who created the recipe in Asheville. Okay. Cool. Super fun. And I did, I did mention the, um, the winning beer yeah. from last year. We mm. did have the, the judging competition yeah. um, as, in, in lieu of QC Brewfest. And um, we had Southern Range come in as best of show. And we thought it'd be interesting if the runner-up and the honorable mention came together and maybe tweaked 
that best of show recipe okay. and did a champions version. Of course, you use only champions of that hazy double IPA recipe. Oh, right. Ooh. right. That was in response to a phone call I, I got from um, our longtime supporters at Harris Teeter who were, were interested in learning about how can we get this yeah. beer and yeah. how can we get Everybody's talking in about the this future. beer. We want some. So um, we want to sell the 24 pack. They, <laughs> they're getting behind the beer and, and you'll find it in uh, quite a few Harris Teeters around That's the awesome. region. So again, holding a can with uh, information on acing and, and how to learn about the program is a, is a huge And awesome to get placement at a, at a, you know, I'd argue the the major grocery chain here in Charlotte. I mean, that's you couldn't have asked for that kind of publicity yeah, and yeah, expected yeah. to get it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's cool. A, that's a big win. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was actually four breweries because the runner up was a collaboration between Heist and Salute. Okay, and okay. then the honorable mention was um, Catawba Brewing. Okay, so those four guys we got together uh, a week or so ago and uh, had some fun out in in Monroe. And uh, oh, yes, and that that beer is going to be hitting shelves soon. I'm I'm super nice. psyched, but not tonight. You didn't bring any with you. <laughs> not quite ready. Still still here. Okay. He's going to have to rate a couple fermenters, and it's yeah, just yeah. going to get messy. Hey, look, you know you got to do what you got to do. Any other questions, gentlemen? About is it February yet? Yeah. Is it three weeks from now? Is I mean, it three like weeks? I'm, I'm I'm eager and excited to get uh, to get court shoes both variants or both both styles getting some of those here on the show um yeah and, and, I, and the fact that like the harris theater down the road from the house well i know have it because they always get some weird beer in there anyways so not weird but you know what i mean like stuff you wouldn't expect at a harris more theater specialty yeah. yeah so that'll be awesome that i can get it at a harris theaters too not That's all of the, it um, the cotswold yeah 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 that's yeah, closest, right? It's yeah. an interesting conceit when we do Bino Buy and we talk about the beer that we've had throughout the show, and it's usually a variety of beer because too much of the same thing, and you really start to lose like what do I like and what I don't like. But when it's the same like base beer, and you get to try everybody's interpretation, like that was super fun. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have two of those <laughs> at least. Yeah, if not more. Hopefully, oh, no, we can get, get even else. more this year. That's the plan. So, uh, court shoes only stout show. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, that's a Jeff, great idea. sir, you said you did some beer things. What What did you did? Uh, so, went to uh, uh, Queen City Craft and Gourmet. Oh yes, uh, they had a special event. So, uh, Old Mac has their Fat Boy Baltic Porter that they put out every year. It's an excellent Baltic Porter. And uh, they did a special event there where they had barrel-aged Fat Boy in um, rum, in tequila, and in bourbon barrels. Okay. So three different. So, so you go and get you a flight, and it was a little bit of each, obviously. And uh, it was really super interesting. Like, I wasn't sure, just thinking it through in my head, I wasn't sure that I was going to be crazy about a tequila-barreled dark beer but it right it freaking worked you know it just it was a really nice compliment um the rum was probably my favorite believe it or not and i'm not a huge rum drinker but it just really complimented that uh that fat boy real nice and, and the bourbon was was excellent too it was, just, it was it's so weird sometimes to get like a lot of barrel variants from somebody you don't necessarily associate to barreling beer and have them all turn out well right so i was uh had a good time super yep. fun. old mecklenburg is not old hickory Correct. And, 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 you know, and 
it's just a stylistic difference, and that's mm-hmm. completely yeah. It's completely fine. It's completely you know whatever. It's just I went in I think hopeful and was pleasantly surprised. Awesome, Fat Boy is great on its own, but yeah. it's also a very versatile. Um, base beer that lends itself well to a lot of barrel treatments that I've had. So yeah. it's nice to see that that tradition has continued. Yeah. If you happen to be out and see it somewhere, I'd recommend it. Mm. Uh, well, as you did black and blue. Oh God. Okay. So I did a couple things last this past weekend. Ugh. Um, congratulations and happy fourth birthday to divine barrel. Huzzah! I know. So they yeah. rolled out a, a West coast IPA and, Oh God! An amber lager and double ice cream paint job, and oh, then two barrel aged two barrel aged barley wine uh, and apple brandy and a cognac. Those two were both delicious. I feel like we've been waiting on those beers for the better part of a year. Well, yeah, they let us know that they made them at their anniversary party last year. Yeah, or at least that's what I found out. So. Was I wrong in thinking they might have had it? They were doing bourbon as well. There were two more variants, but I don't know what the maybe status of those two maybe are. Maybe they just weren't ready, or they didn't. Who knows? I I or literally I have enough, zero yeah. idea about those two. But but uh, apple brandy and cognac. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and then it was time to go home and splash some water on my face and sober up just in time to go back to the eleventh running of Brawley's Black and Blue event. Um, one of my personally favorite. Uh, beer festivals. I mean, QCBF and now night and day kind of rounding that one out. Um, but holy cow, that was, that was some good drinking. Niels, uh, thank you very much for bringing this uh, last beer in because it's not that there was a standout. It's just that there was like a tier of beers that kind of just like were just head and shoulders above others um gotcha. and like right off the top of my head i, I mean the, the first one that popped in my mind was an imperial stout that hasn't to my knowledge been released yet from um stuff from bond brothers um i got the javanilla um what the 1050 from oscar blues that was yep. that was pretty yeah. <laughs> if you like vanilla it's that was tasty um nice and then high branch had an imperial stout barley wine blend that was oh. okay. That was my favorite. Woo. Let's let's just okay, be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, any because you know think about at least the last couple of black and blues I went to free range was there. They weren't officially open yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few other breweries. Was there anybody like that there this year that you were kind of like whoa? Can't wait for these guys to. No, okay. I mean that, I was, that, that was kind of like the wild west of you know you don't really see too many preview like breweries previewing. Yeah. Um, there, but we did see some stuff that has not been properly released Least, yet. Gotcha. Ooh, um, I did get a chance to try uh, this year's Appalachian uh, Walker. Oh, nice. oh. Speaking of apple brandy barley wine, yes sir, yes sir. Please and thank you. I'll take. Some. I mean, I don't have any, but when you go up, I will. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you know how it was it because it just feels like that was be a crowded nightmare fuel right now. It it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, okay. and especially with. Because the weather was so abysmal. Yes. Um, it was pretty miserable for that. Saturday night. In in years past, they've had like an area out back open up and additional pouring stations outside in the in the rear of the building. Right. Um, obviously, it was too cold for that to happen. We'd have all sorts of problems. So even with 100% of everybody inside, 
the longest I had to wait in line for a beer. It was probably three people ahead of me for. That's not bad. That's I mean, not bad. That was. It was. Not. You sent me a text Sunday. Like I figured you'd just be dead. <laughs> oh no! Man, I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and some reason woke up at eight fifteen in the morning. Like, why wow. am I here? Especially with the spring forward and everything, it's like I never wake up this early. Yeah, so. yeah, I was. Because I know what those Sundays used to be like for me after that festival, and I might as well just be a piece of roadkill in the road because nope. I just I'd be worthless the next day. It helps to look, man. Pro tip, y'all listening out there, uh, drink your rinse water unless that beer was terrible. Just you know, clean your glass, give a little swirl, drink that water. Yep, you'll thank so, yourself or, in the morning. Or, or, it's the easiest way to pace yourself. Bingo. Or why not just eat yeast? Like what's his name does? Oh no, yeah, because no. that works. <laughs> Mr. I hate IPAs, Jim Cook. I thought you were going to say it was the pregame Divine Barrel Barley Wine. Oh. That that got you through. Oh, I mean, you know, you get a good, it's like a tan. You get a good baseline going, and then you're fine. (laughs) That's right. You're riding high on a couple barrel aged barley wines from Divine Barrel, and everything else is just, you know. That was like the Teflon coating on my liver. Seasoned the cast iron well. It damaged me so much that nothing else could hit me. Okay, that's great. All the rest of the beer once in your liver, and the barley wine's like, nah, you ain't coming in here. All right. Uh, Story time. Yeah, let's get into a little bit of news. So what's going on with the pizzeria in Gibson Mill? So uh, if anybody here has been to Heist Brewing and Barrel Arts yes. uh, in Charlotte. I have. Yeah, you have. It's it's great. Delicious um, pizza. And I bitched about it last time I went. So maybe I'm not the best customer. Well, not the pizza. Not the pizza. The clientele. You know. Yeah, right. We talk well, about Welcome that. to Saturday at pretty much any brewery. Yeah. When it's nice weather. You think it's bad anywhere. now? Wait till the weather gets nice. Yeah, I know. Right. They just forget about it. Right. You go when they open, you get as many as you can before like one o'clock hits because then you're screwed. Yeah. But yes, their, their pizza there is fantastic. So uh, that's a, a Neapolitan style pizza, um, Livy's. Uh, anyway, so they are expanding. Um, Livy's is open. High Branch in, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, okay, yeah, that's yeah, Cabarrus. Right? Yeah. Cabarrus Brewing. So you'll be able to have some, at least, I mean, I can really vouch for those pizzas. They're tasty. So, <laughs> And you are notoriously anti-pizza. You're the pizza grump, the pizza it's, grouch. It's not that I'm a pizza grouch. It's just that everybody's doing it and half of them suck. Yeah. So You're just a pizza chit. Nah, just, just eh, whatever. I'm a pizza chit. <laughs> <laughs> so many people listening to this are like, yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that tracks. Yeah, that's on brand. And actually, believe it or not, this story actually kind of segues into another fun story that we'll be to talk about with Nils. But Coors Light is ditching those, you know, old school plastic six pack rings that we're all the used turtle to. Turtle killers? Yeah, the turtle killers, the fish killers, whatever you want to call it. But are they are they pivoting to straws or like <laughs> that is a good question. But Keep one the of the turtle th- population. Though. One of the big myths, and we've talked about this on the show, it's been quite a while ago, but those little four pack rings that right. All of these breweries have, and how unrecyclable about half of them really are, but we don't, as consumers, half of us don't take the time to even look at it, just chuck them in the recycling bin. And in right. case people don't know, at least here in Charlotte, if they have one piece of something they can't use in that, it's all, yep. they don't even sort. They just get rid of it. I, I know it's crazy, Wells, but they do. It's annoying. You would think they Well, wouldn't. yeah, I'm annoyed now. Yeah, it's really annoying. Uh, but we're here in Charlotte. We're doing a really interesting initiative. So, no, I'll yeah, let you yeah. talk about that. Uh, yeah, 
amazing article here. Perfect segue. You're absolutely right. Those PacTac plastic can carriers that say on them made from 99% recycled plastic is great. That's how they were manufactured. But you're absolutely right. As soon as they go in your curbside bin, they don't make it into the recycling center because nope. it, it's a it's a non-recyclable item, uh, at least in Mecklenburg County. So taking those bad boys back to where they came from, um, in most cases, the brewery tap room, right? Or production facility of some kind. Those can be reused to package more beer if the brewery deems them usable. But um, we've got a, a really neat partnership with uh, Envision Charlotte and the Innovation Barn, not too far from Catawba Brewing and, and Pilot Brewing, where they'll take those disc-like units, shred them, and turn them into filament for 3D printers, uh, there you go. bricks to make s- structures of, of various kinds. and. Lego. And other things too, so uh, I I wouldn't say it's an original idea, because I read about this in Vermont and Massachusetts. But um, putting a little spin on it here and and running this through the Seba Brewery tap rooms is is something that I think and hopefully a year from now we can report at QCBF about how many we were able to divert from the Mecklenburg landfill. Yeah, that'll that'll be awesome. I saw that and. Because, yeah, it was one of those things where I found out about it and I felt like an idiot because I'd been putting those in my recycling bin for years because oh, yeah. I just assumed they were all recyclable. Yeah. And then we found out like over half of them aren't, yeah. if not more. And the spinach container that you get and the cherry tomato container that you get, all that kind of lighter plastic that you can flop and crush in your hands. If it doesn't have a neck, like a you know, soda bottle of some kind, then it doesn't get recycled, and it huh. it messes up the systems in Charlotte, and it 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 would be better off just going straight into your trash than yeah. into the recycling bin. And you've got a which lot is of, crazy, right? Like yeah. it's so like I, I feel like we've been had it drummed into our heads: recycle, 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 recycle. And then like I'm seeing commercials on local TV, and they're like, "Oh, and by the way, this also is not recyclable." And like it's paper that has slick print on it so it's not recyclable it's like all they want is i need to go to office depot and buy like a whole ream of paper just put that in my recycling bin with nothing on it that <laughs> there you go recycled. yeah like you i'm go. kind of defeating the purpose but you know it is what it is yeah recycling is a weird thing it it can be you're absolutely so right Coors is getting rid of their plastic rings which you know good for them they're going to cardboard which now i'm scared to ask whether or not that's recyclable yeah that's a good question I guess it depends on what kind of cardboard, how it's made, and more importantly, what your local recycling facility can manage. And, you know, then it becomes that question of, are they doing this because it's better for the environment or because it's better optics? Mm, or maybe question. it's just lighter. Could be I mean, that could too. also and, be it. Right. I mean, how is cardboard lighter than those little plastic rings? And it, I mean, the breakdown effect, right, ultimately. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that... That's the bottom line, right? But yeah, that's that's awesome. It's what, you know, if it's one more thing that they won't take, like you know, you can't put, don't put your greasy pizza box in there. They don't want that. Oh, they do. They can do that now. Just not being like greasy, greasy, right? But so just lightly greasy. Okay. Yeah. Is Neapolitan pizza really nor- normal wear? Normal wear and tear. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a, an acceptable amount of grease that will allow for beer pizza on the cardboard before you're not allowed to recycle it. Huh. So kind of going along with that, Wells, you threw this story in there. I did see this as well. But one of the big questions a lot of people have had is, why can't you sell beer in a plastic bottle or jug? 
You know what I want is a two liter of dragon's milk. Right? <laughs> like, nobody's mad at me about this either, are no, they? No, no. You're all like, no, this is a fantastic yes, idea. Like, like, with, with a, with a oh, yeah. screw on top, so Hell it's yes. resealable. Like, I didn't completely drink this barrel-aged barley wine from last night, so I'm just going to put the cap on it, put or it back in the fridge. Or if you had a, a still beer, uh huh, right? Which we had on one on the right, show right. a couple you weeks have, ago. You take that beer, you put it in a two-liter bottle, boom. Problem solved. Problem Doesn't matter solved. if it gets flat. It's That's already... what cares. Right. Take the cork out and the, the cap. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, why, why aren't uh, beer... Bottles in Did he get one of them helmets that'll put the two? Yeah, two liters there you go. And I got two. I'm dueling two liters. And like this dragon's side, milk. This side's original dragon's milk, and this side's vanilla dragon's milk. You know what I mean? For just that perfect blend. I I do remember a few years ago, OMB kind of doing a partial pivot uh, to plastic bottles for certain sporting events. This right. is before right. they before finally like switched to cans. Yeah. Um, but really, like, who the hell wants like? beer served in a plastic bottle like this just kind of it it just doesn't feel like it's going to work for me no it doesn't well and one of the reasons that they say that it doesn't happen is because of the carbonation levels carbonation levels in beer versus soda are different soda can stay more carbonated a little bit longer in a plastic bottle versus what beer is going to do and how much carb it's going to release good grief imagine trying to you know throw some plastic bottles in your cellar oh god <laughs> So, well, well, so like, so like, here's my pretty lineup. It's like a seven year vertical, you know, of of expedition. But the last one's in a plastic bottle. It looks a little weird. Just go with me. And then they get that last bottle, and it's just like completely mush. You know, yeah. it's just gross. Ew, ew. Well, and not only that, but I mean, how many soda bottles are clear plastic, and that's just gonna sit there and absorb all the weird light from your grocery store and everything Two else. Two liter Coronas. I wonder yeah. what yeah. the uh, plastic, because we all know that clear glass is inherently bad for beer, but I wonder if right. there's like a skunking difference between clear plastic and clear glass. Oh, yeah. Mm, good point. How, how much UV gets in. I mean, I'm not going to buy either one of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's right. fun. I don't care enough to find out, but that's Yeah, me neither. Holding the cold temperature too. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You get a little more uh, thermal... Thermal protection? Yeah, with the glass. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, and it th- does even say that it, it would go skunky faster in plastic, which would make sense, at least, I don't know, I guess, in theory. This was one not... of those like useless articles that I pick up sometimes. Yeah, it's fine. It's still a, hey, we got five minutes out of it. It works. Gosh, that much? It did, it did I'm something. so sorry. It did something, that's for sure. Uh, so I found this one. I actually found a story. Wells, are you happy for me? That's cool. I mean, okay, cool. Yep, just making sure. Okay, it's a real story. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Russian River, and they're not the only brewery out there that is doing this, and it ap- happens to be a lot of places that are doing this now. They are working with a few breweries in the Ukraine. They're making kind of like a court shoes, basically, but for the Ukrainians. And <laughs> their money will go to you know aid and relief of the people over there. They're working with a, a base recipe and I don't know, Jeff's pointing at things. I was just looking at one of the side articles here. And uh, basically <laughs> it's going to help hopefully, um, you know, so get it's some a, relief over it, it, it has been interesting to see kind of the like global revolt against all things that have Russian in their name because right. you know, of the, the conflict and, um, you know, like I, I was reading or at least saw some headlines about places in New York that have Russian names in them that are, you know, getting defaced and a lot of um, 
liquor stores are refusing to carry Russian vodka. Yeah. Uh, Stoli apparently is doing a rebrand, you know. And then, it, like, I didn't, like, it didn't even click for me. About Russian River? Like a Russian River. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I think it's cool. I think it's a, a unique I, I thing. I love it, too, that they're using the uh, Putin is a dickhead uh, from the, the one article. Yes. Or from the, was it last week tonight, I think, they were talking about it. It's good times. Yeah. And we'll probably see more and more breweries start to do this, so good on them. But yeah. It's such a fun idea. You know, like we, we often talk about breweries being friendly with each other and getting along and doing things and working on projects together. And, yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, court shoes, asynchronism, or it's this, you know, th- this particular issue. It's just, that's fun. It is fun. Hey, both of you guys, well, all three of you gentlemen, you've always heard that a beverage if you're a female or two if you're male is a good thing for you, right? Right. It depends on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all things, right? Like this week, butter is bad for you. Next week, butter is good for you, right? Well, now the two or one, depending on male or female, saying it's not, that it could shrink your brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, it's a really good thing that drinking every day doesn't shrink my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how would you feel if it shrunk your brain, Wells? I, I don't know. I might do something about it, but it doesn't, so I'm not worried about it. I saw a t-shirt that was like uh, uh, liquor, or it was like a gin with ice can you know shrink your liver or hurt your liver, and then vodka with ice does blah, 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 and then something else. And somebody's like, yeah, this ice stuff, is we got to stay away from it. It's, 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 killing, it's, it's killing us all. Dihydrogenous monoxide. Dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah. Yeah, you were right there. That stuff can kill you. It's bad. Yeah. It can. Gets in your lungs. You could yeah. die. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, and so can apparently now wine or an adult beverage. So, like, I don't want to say that this is clickbait, but this feels like... Oh, no, this was clickbait. I like, mean, th- this just feels like the annual, like, oh, somebody put out a study that lightly links one thing to another, and I can turn in an article and, and get paid for this, and uh-huh. it's yep. total trash. It is. There's no backing to this like normally i would love for like give me a link to the study let me read it nope no links anywhere may cause results study suggests <laughs> lots of asterisks uh-huh yeah it's maybe lightly linked to it right yeah pretty much but who knows <laughs> also at lower levels of alcohol consumption its relationship between brain volume quote appears very weak at best <laughs> so there's not really a strong connection uh-huh uh-huh. So this one uh-huh. guy got dumb. Yeah. Cool. 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 No doubt. Oh. RTJ. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say. Dang. Killer Mike Beam on again. Killer Mike all up in my face all of a sudden. So, Wells, what is Run the Jewels doing? Well, again, they are releasing a collaborative uh, beer. They've done this a number of times on a different number of tours. Um and they are asking for help from the creative community to help design a label. Uh, this is going to be, what is it, other half? Am I right? Am I crazy? I thought I said Brooklyn? Yeah, it's No, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Brewery. I am so sorry. Yeah, so right. anyway, uh, they're doing a collaborative brew with Brooklyn Brewing uh, this time around uh, to commemorate them doing a five-night stand at Madison Square Garden. Nice. And they're just like, hey... Who wants to see, like, who wants to submit some label art, whatever, for this commemorative brew? So um, I've already kind of asked my graphic designer friends, uh, just kind of sent this their way. So if anybody out there listening really likes Run the Jewels and uh, wants to... Or just to, as good at making beer art. 
Or yeah, there's no shortage. I mean, like we we need better beer labels. Oh sure. I mean it. It's not as bad as it used to be, but we definitely could use more. I don't. Know. I just thought this was kind of fun. Yeah, I was. Is that they're touring with Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that. I, I this this was pre COVID that this concert got announced and then it all went on hold. And yeah, I would have I would have sold multiple body parts to go to that concert. I, I don't know that I could ever walk away from anything and be more angry than 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 that concert. Like, you right. would have to sell multiple body oh, parts I know. to I be saw, able to afford a ticket. Yeah, like, I know. I saw how bad they were. It's not cheap. I saw how bad they were, and I don't care. I would have put a second mortgage on the damn house to go to that concert. Uh, if you'd like to visit Josh's GoFundMe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or Josh's OnlyFans. Yeah. I hear you selling feet. No, no, it'd be yeah. for, yeah. for Josh. Picks. It would be OnlyFan. There'd be one <laughs> OnlyFan. One Uno. It'd be his wife, and even she doesn't look at it. I, I, <laughs> she I, just, yeah, she just subs to give me money. <laughs> right. yeah, spoiler alert. Wait, wait, wait. When you say she's never mind. Let's, I don't want to ask. Him in that. two weeks, we're gonna have an OnlyFans.com slash craftbeercast, and no, I'm not, no, yes. I'm not no. gonna say who set it up, but Patreon.com. Slash craft beer cast. Yeah, that's our OnlyFans. Well, what's going on with 312 Day or what happened at 312 Day? So, a little bit of backstory Goose Island is a brewery. Yes. They are. Goose Island is a brewery in Chicago. Goose Island makes a beer called 312. 312 is one of the area codes uh, in the Chicago area. So, they made a beer after 312, whatever. So, they have this 312 Day to celebrate all things. Goose Island and 312. And anyway, they decided to throw a festival, but they didn't get any permits for it. Oh. And, like, the fire department police showed up and <laughs> was like, okay, you're missing, like, four different permits. And, like, you've got firewood stored, like, in front of an emergency exit. And we're going to have to shut you down. Like, before you even get up and get started. Nice. So, this is a big, like, egg-on-the-face moment. They were Your able to. Yay. But, I mean, come on, man. If for you're... Real. If this is like an it was like an auto body shop or something where this event was supposed to be held, like it's not rated for this amount of people that they were expecting. And so they came in and shut it down because at that point it's a health hazard. Yep. And they moved it, you know, we're able to salvage the festival, relocate it to somewhere, I don't know, a little bit more legal. But hey look, I'm just sitting here. I I get my jollies any single time that Goose Island gets egg on their face, and this oh, yeah. was a pretty embarrassing thing. Yeah. Yep. That's a good did, one. I mean, did they say how this happened? Like, why did it happen? Somebody done messed up. What do you mean? Wrong. Like, what do you mean why it happened? I mean, they said, hey, we're gonna, you know, have a beer festival like over at this spot, and all the city had to do was be like, well, no, you're not. <laughs> Well, that's, I guess that's, that's what I mean. It was a just lack of planning on their part of. I'd say if you don't get any perm, if you don't yeah. pull permits or anything, somebody didn't have that on their project plan. Yeah, sounds and like an assumption. Yeah. yeah, make sure that this is legal. It needs no, to Mike's be like I don't know it, right? number Mike's, one. Mike, Mike's getting the permits, right? Oh, sure, he is. Yeah, no. Wow. Mike, who's Mike? <laughs> Mike? Mike Roch. Yeah. Mike <laughs> Naga Naga working here more anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Michael Hunt. Yeah. All right. Well, are we ready for break? Yes, sir. All right. We'll be back in 30. Yep.
weekend. Um, when you stop drinking every day of the week, uh, because we're worried about our brain size. Yes, yes, uh, our brain size. That's right. That's Not right. the waist size, our brain size. Uh, a little bit of both, actually. But uh, yeah, it's amazing uh, how quickly that'll catch up with you. But uh, we've been drinking through the show, and we're going to talk about each of the beers, whether we liked it, whether we didn't. Straightforward and simple, buy or no buy. Hey, me, what's the first beer up yeah, for tonight? Yeah, hey, you, what is the first beer up uh, for first tonight? First beer up for tonight uh, from Chicago IL, speaking about Chicago, uh, from a, a lovely place called Pipeworks. I have been there. I have toured their facility. Uh, I walked away with some of this beer. It has a fond spot in my heart. This is the Lizard King. It's not Lizard King versus Unicorns, which is superior. I'm sure However, it is. Um, for a pale ale, like this is one of those that uh, for me, I drink it. It is good. It tastes great. It has more body than I would expect out of most pale ales. I like this one. Um, I'm a fan. I, well, you can blink at me all you want, but uh, I like this one. And and again, some of it is that it gets a little extra favoritism because of the experience I had when I was there, but I will buy this beer. Well, I'm going to miss this beer. Um, I, I thought it tasted a little watered down for a hazy pale. Um, little grassy, little straw, not enough kind of hop character. It, it, Seems like somebody forgot a hop edition to me. Uh, I'm just not here for it, and I'm gonna no buy it. Who am I kicking it to? Okay, you wanna you wanna tell us what you think? Sure. Uh, same sentiments. A little light and body. I was a little surprised. Um, you know, Y'all are wrong. It's with, fine. With, yeah, it's not fun. Along so the, along those lines, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna pass on this one, but I do appreciate the taste. Sure, sure. It's what we do. It's one of those things where. I still get weirded out finding this beer on the shelves here. Yeah. Like every time I, it. Do you want to know where I found this one? Uh, sure. The Cotswold Teeter. Sure. Like, tell me that makes any sense. No it's it just is. sitting there, and I'm like, all I mean, right. It's it's all distribution, and I think because because this was one of those, Pikeworks was one of those breweries that Jason would always send to us. Right. Like, it felt like a special occasion, and then it comes to the market, and it's like, oh, well, we have this now. And, you know. Yeah, and this was the first, like, non-unicorns one that I'd seen. Yeah. And so I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to grab it. Let's give it a shot. I don't think this is terrible. Um, you know, I always put everything up to the gold sta- standard, which, which is Napa. I mean, come on. Let's face it. Yeah, but this isn't a West Coast or, a, like, a traditional American pale. This is more like a... Th- this is a hazy pale, for mm. sure. Um, Six percenter. Yeah. I like it. I bought the four pack of it, but I don't think I would go buy another four pack of it. So, no buy it. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, up next from Flying Machine Brewing out of Wilmington. We're getting a lot of Wilmington beer as of late. We are. Which I don't have a problem with. I mean, it seems like that's a that must be a really thriving scene that I need to go revisit. It's on the up and up, up and coming. Which is fantastic. Uh, this is their Electronic Fog IPA. Double dry hopped, hazy with Citra and Hallertau Blanc. Um, you guys know me. I, I'm not a big fan of New England IPAs, but uh, I actually kind of enjoyed this one. This is uh, got a little bit of bite to it, and um, yeah, I'll buy this one. Wells, I I have to tell you, I knew that you were going to buy this from the second I took that first sip. I'm like, this is kind of hazy that Jeff is going to like because it's not that viscous. Um, yeah, uh, you're, you're right. It's this is a, a, a hazy. Uh, IPA, uh, not a huge amount going on, but it's it's got just enough to to stay interesting and stay relevant and 
And I really enjoy this one. Um, I could see myself having multiple of them in an occasion. It's inoffensive. It's like there's nothing I love about it, but there's a lot I like. So I'm a buy. Niels, what do you think? I'm with you. Two for two. 6.3% hazy IPA. Definitely could put a couple back. I think it prompts a visit to the source. Yeah. Yes. Wilmington is a bonus on top of that. Yeah. Uh, This is definitely a four-pack in my fridge. Wow. Nice. Josh? Uh, This is what I would like to call the approachable hazy, where I knew, well, it's like you, I knew the first can I had of this, I'm bringing this on the show for him, Mm -hmm. because I knew he would like it, because Jeff does not like hazies. I'm just picky. Well... I guess we have browbeat him to the point where he drinks them now, but he only gets the good stuff for the most part because that's all Wells and I will bring in. And I knew this was going to be very approachable. And from my perspective, I'm with Wells. This doesn't have a lot going on for what I expect out of a hazy. But if I were trying to introduce somebody to it, I'd be like, here you go. Perfect example. Um, This is still good. I'll still buy it. But yeah, with that caveat. Jeff, next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Divine Barrel's fourth anniversary. Uh, it took me a while as I was logging this on Untapped or uh, from Untapped. It's the Divine Anniversary IPA, but the first three letters are capitalized, and then it clicked. Aha! IV D four IV IV four. Aha! This is great. So clever. Yes, clever, clever. Uh, the Divine Anniversary IPA. Um, you know, crystal clear, westy. Man, it's good. It is nice and bitter. It's uh, not my favorite West Coast from Divine Barrel, but um, I'm not kicking it out of bed for eating crackers. That's for damn sure. It's a good time for me. Wells? For a fourth anniversary West Coast IPA, I feel like I was expecting a little bit more bitterness to it, but this is crystal clear, um, easy drinking, I mean, this was really good. I've had this a number of times, and Jeff, I got really excited when you're like, "Oh, pick up a crowler," and like, oh, "I bet that's for the show." Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out. We had scheduling conflict. I wasn't going to be able to get up for the anniversary party, and I'm like, I don't want to miss out on this. Oh, I can order a crowler. Awesome, do it. I mean, but with Divine Barrel West Coasts, it's kind of like sex. Like even when it's bad, it's good. So, uh, or pizza, or, pi- I just or pizza. Had West Coast, and it tastes so good. All right, that's enough of that. But, but yeah, in case you can't tell, I'm going to buy it. Deals, what do you think? Great addition. Gosh, a crowler to the dome. It would arguably make your brain larger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. deciphering the uh, big brain. Like, I, that's like called an aneurysm. Me, yeah, they made me do math and or Roman numeralism. So, like, I feel like I learned something. So that's debunked once and for all. Yeah. Awesome West Coast. Gosh, uh, Divine Barrel, this is their fastball. West Coast IPA, 7.2%. Um, right down the center. I'm, I'm knocking this out of the park. Definitely a buy. It gets to any point Divine Barrel puts out a West Coast beer. I, I, I guarantee you one of the three of us will try it because oh, yeah. they you, knock them out of the park. I'm contractually obligated to... Like I've I've signed a covenant with Divine Barrel that I must try every single West Coast IPA. Well, I mean, they and you you have the luxury of being able to walk there. Yeah. Damn straight. But I mean, <laughs> not I'm too still, shabby. Like, and, and you know, 
it's not. I, I hope we don't look back at this one day and be like, ah, oh, now remember when they're, you know, and then the, like the screen goes black and white and then they change something. Uh. You know, like I don't want it to ever get to like that because I mean like my joke for years, I say years, it's less than four years, but I would walk in and I would get, you know, stuff that I ordered and, oh, you've got a new West Coast. Let me go ahead and take a crowler of that or two. Never a bad time. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, this is by Jeff. Next beer up. Uh, from Orpheus from Atlanta, mm-hmm. GA. Uh, this is their Dreams of a Distant Past, which they call a special ale aged in assorted barrels for an ideal amount of time. Uh, could you be more vague? <laughs> vague much. <laughs> yes, vague much. Uh, but actually, it does spell out that these are rye whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, and sherry, uh, which makes a ton of sense like this like i i wouldn't have been able to call out the sherry but now that i see it i'm like yeah that kind of like that almost creaminess that i'm getting there makes a lot of sense um yeah this is freaking awesome (laughs) oh wow yeah i mean every now and then we have that troll orpheus beer yes it, it does, they do exist. It does happen. And unfortunately, like a lot of their cans that make it to this market are from their first drop like two years ago. They're they're woefully out of date. Um, I happened to pick up a bottle of this when I was in Indiana. I was super excited about it. I was super excited for Wells to try it. And then he put it in the show and I'm like, oh, well, I've, I've, I've got one. He's like, no, 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 drink you mine. You picked that up in Indiana? Yes, sir. Wow. What? I oh. didn't realize they had distro down there. Wow. I can also get High Wire's, you know, Blueberry 10W40. But well, that's just because they, if they're they, everywhere, if they don't have a High Wire in Indiana, they're about to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. But aside from that. Yeah, yeah. They're like Willie Nelson. They've been everywhere, man. Or that that's trying to catch. Damn it. Yeah, that's that's cool. catch. I mean, it's probably both at some point. So yeah, probably. Whatever. So you're gonna Odds buy are this. Willie Nelson has covered that song. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, buy for me. Well, I love me some Orpheus. I love me some Sherry Barrels. I love me some Orpheus Sherry Barrels. And this is a huge buy. Like, I'm just going to tell you right now, I full ass expect to see this in my year in review. Yeah. Like my top 10 of the year. This was so tasty. I, sure. I just, I just, I don't know. Whatever. I don't have nothing good to say. Got nothing bad to say. Nothing bad to say. Whatever. Yeah. It's real good. What do you think? real good to say. <laughs> uh, 110%. Boy, if this ever adds the uh, Atlanta Charlotte rivalry, boy, does it! Yeah, that yeah, is, that is quite the uh, blend. We sit here, we, we we scream about uh, cataclysm and, and oh, cataclysm, cataclysm, cataclysm. I miss cataclysm. And Orpheus is like, mm, yeah, here, try this one. <laughs> While you're waiting, that yeah. is uh, no bye, Josh. Fantastic. No, no, no. This is yeah, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is a nice, good boozy bomb. Norpheus rarely disappoints, and thank you, whoever Wells. Uh, uh, yeah, Wells sacrifices. Bob. Thank you I was for sacrificing. To bring mine in, but he's like, I got it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't mind if I do. Yeah, all right. Well, then I'll just keep that one for myself. As you should. You've brought in enough revolution. It's okay. All right, Jeff. Final beer up. I didn't bring any tonight. Um. So thanks to Niels for bringing a bottle of Amar Artis's uh, barrel aged barley wine with spruce tips. Yeah. Bruce I mean, I'm not mad. It's it's uh it definitely is uh eleven months in Catoctin Catoctin Creek. Right whiskey barrels. Um, there we go. And then they added uh, Kodiak Alaska spruce tips. Uh, the the spruce I get on the very very end. It is slight. Niels and I were talking uh, before the show started about 
you know, like, how do you pull off spruce tips and a barrel aged barley wine? And I'm like, you'd have to have a lot. And they're there. Um, it is it is nice. It is an accent. It is not front and center. The barrel aged barley wine is front and center. And that's a good thing. Uh, I'm an artist. Did a really good job with this barley wine. I'm really happy with it. Wells? Um, this has a lot of like vanilla marshmallow kind of up front for me. Um, English style barley wine. English style is best style. Um, English style is only so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Add, to your point, the spruce tips are a wonderful accent. They are there, but they are not front and center. If they were front and center, I might not be as... Um, bullish on this one but this this is really tasty thanks for bringing it in what do you think of it my pleasure well i'd be curious to taste the base barley wine <laughs> yeah for a comparison oh yes yeah me too. um i would i'm a big time spruce tips guy hoppy holidays as you know is a big spruce tip local ipa uh-huh. yep i maybe was thinking it'd be a little more like that and i, right. I understand the style right, but right, right. um i was hoping for a little bit more punch of the pine um but i'm very interested in trying more more artist uh, yeah. barley wines yeah this is like a big warm pillowy hug of delicious yumminess and i, I get a little weird when i hear spruce tips are going to be in a beer because i kind of expect it's going to be spruce tippy and that's not really my jam and because so many times when breweries do spruce tips they overdo it yes no restraint because it is a gimmick in that sense, I don't feel that this is a gimmick beer. You know, it's, it's just the tip. Exactly. They didn't put in everything. Yes. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tips. But no, this uh, the smell wells. I'm right there with you. Vanilla, marshmallow, just beautiful. Spruce tips are there, but it's not overwhelming. This is damn, damn good. Uh, Jeff, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? So uh, out of all of these beers that we have tasted and tried, which one do we like the most? Um, which one of the Orpheus beers uh, do we want to have a keg of? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to lead you guys uh, down the road. Um, yeah, for me, that that Orpheus is fan flip fantastic. Um, Tracy Morgan would say, "I want to take it behind the middle school and get it pregnant." Whoa! Well, on that note. Um, This really sucks because that Divine Barrel, if I actually, like... For sure. I would love an actual keg of that Oh, I would kill a keg of that. But, holy cow, I do not care how long it takes me to finish that Orpheus. I would. And it would be great to the last drop. I'll see that beer again in my uh, top ten at the end of the year. Niels, what do you think? Uh, Gosh, it's only mid-March. And you're calling that easily in your end of the year top ten. We've been doing this a while, um, and it, you know, so we kind of, you know, like you, you just don't like we kind of know what to expect. We save a couple spots, but I mean, you know, like you kind of see the in the white bar up there. Uh, you know, we're at 2,300 beers that we've had on the show Fair since number. we started. So, so I, this is special. I would agree that this would be uh, hard choice to knock out of the top 10 uh-huh. what a delicious beer thank you for sharing uh that that is something that um orpheus baby yeah man josh i mean it's got to be a clean sweep that's yeah. I, that one more for the good guy <clears throat> one, oh god that's so heartbreaking but yeah yes one more one more for the good guy uh 
We're going to let Nils hit up where we're, he's at before we roll out our red cop carpet. So, yeah, anything you want to mention, my man, go for it. Uh, just really want to thank you guys for reaching out, including me, talking about some important local beer matters. Always. Um, look out for some more festivities. The Brewers Alliance is going to get its first consumer programming rolled out in a couple of months. We haven't had a celebratory beer week in some time. Yeah. I saw that. Right. So uh, ask you to block some dates out come May. Charlotte Craft Beer Week used to be the jam. Remember that? Oh, and I do. It used it, to be, it, it, and it then needs, it wasn't. It needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. We have the technology. We can we, make it better. We can do some things. And... Um, once again, really appreciate you guys having me and, sure. yeah. and supporting everything. Always. That, uh, that's yeah, like I was super bummed when I saw the Rare Beer Festival was going to happen when I am not in town. I'm like, really? Really? Good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just reschedule everything for the yeah. next weekend, please. Yeah, yeah. they haven't been able to do that charity event in two years. Right. But let's just push it out another week because Josh is going to be out of town. Yes, yes, please. Josh never leaves his house. Yeah, I was saying, to be fair, Josh never leaves his house. Yeah, ever. Uh, any websites or any Twitter handles or anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, all of the above. Um, gosh, most um, chronologically is at Court Shoes Only. Uh, keep up there with what's happening with okay. the beers both here and across North Carolina. Acing Autism, uh, please check us out. If you want to volunteer, if you know someone touched by autism, check out Acing Autism. Okay. QC Brewfest will be here in about 11 months. Woo-hoo! Just shy. Yeah. Uh, at QC Brewfest and uh, at CLT Brewed is the Brewers Alliance who is behind a number of these initiatives so um, support your local brewery and thank you guys right on Jeff where are we at my, my hey, friend yo. come check us out on the interwebs hey, crapbeercast.com uh, find links to our old episodes uh, you know reach out to us if you want to support us or send us beer Chuck's sending a box you guys <laughs> and- I'm really looking forward to it some of the stuff that he's sending, he sent me a picture of some of the stuff he had, and I'm excited for it. And there is definitely at least one Chuck Troll beer in there. Always. I would expect nothing less. Always. But uh, thanks for that. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and you want to coordinate something like that, hit us up at CBCast on the Twitters or contact at craftbeercast.com over email. Wells, where can they find you? At all the Wells. Right on. Josh? Follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. I forgot the, the normal point that I like to make is... Um,